the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. Have you missed us? This is Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina, and my trusty sidekick, Scott Flatten. That was for you, Captain Roy. I did not criticize him. Scott, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you, Casey. I appreciate it. It is a pleasure to be here. Today, well, we're coming back to you for a couple of reasons. We've been gone for a while because the legislature, the last time they came was June, Scott. Isn't that right? Uh, That's right. June the 23rd and the 24th, I believe. So the last time they were in town was June 23rd and 24th, and they came back last week, last Wednesday, to take care of a little business, and we are here to tell you about it. Well, at least one chamber came back last week. Right. right. Only one. Um, They would call themselves the higher chamber at this point. So Scott and I are coming to you from our home offices. The association is still a voluntary situation. Um, A lot of people are coming in the office. A lot of people are still working from home. But the customer service doesn't change, and I think that's something that we we could definitely vouch for is that we have not we have not stopped since we have been on the the work-from-home plan. We hope to return soon, but for parents like me, we've got virtual school. So I'm just going to go ahead and put this plug in the beginning. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and socially distance. Absolutely. Scott, talk to me about absentee voting. Well, that's why the Senate came back last week to take up an amendment, a temporary amendment, if you will, to our election laws to allow for no excuse needed absentee voting. As uh, many of us know, in South Carolina, in order to vote absentee, you have to certify on the absentee ballot application that you have one of a, a series of reasons for not being able to vote in person on election day. And so in order to accommodate for the the pandemic and the concerns about having to stand in lines, having to go to crowded polling places. Right, um, which you and I did back in uh, June, I'd like to add. For the the (laughs) primary when it was blazing hot outside. Right, right. Everybody was standing, half of us were standing in the sun until we got into the uh, polling places where, the uh, the fabulous air conditioning was blowing all of the uh, covid filled air to avoid that that possibility the the general assembly as they did in in earlier in the year in may right they did that in may right so they, everybody they did have the, a no excuse yeah that's right they did that for the primary so that whoever wasn't comfortable go, going to the polls could say hey you know what i i don't i, I don't have one of the codified excuses under law right. to for voting absentee, but I'm not comfortable because of the pandemic. The General Assembly recognized that in May, so they made an accommodation for that for the June primary. And so last week when the Senate came back to town, they spent about three hours debating uh, measures that were almost identical to what we had back in the June primary to allow for the November election, allow residents, voters to not have to put down one of these excuses that are already in state law for why they wanted to vote absentee. Um, and that was a, that was a, you know, um, you know, compliment the General Assembly and compliment the Senate. 
for what they did in June and what the Senate has done uh, to date. And, of course, the, I, I suppose the plan is that the House, House leadership has indicated that it will take up that bill uh, right. when, they, when it returns in a week, a week, uh, a week right. and a day, to they'll take that bill up along with a number of other things. And, and hopefully that will give election officials enough time to be able to implement the tenets of this new this new temporary law, if you will. However, although, I mean, they've already got the experience for the primary, so I think it shouldn't be too terrible of a, of a, of a, a lift of a for them to yeah. accomplish for November, yeah. And I saw where in a newspaper article where House leadership has indicated that they would support the Senate amendment and that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a big deal coming back to, to the House on September yeah, I would, 15th. Yeah, I would hope not, especially yeah. since we've, we've done it already once and proven that it's, uh, right. it's gonna work. And of course, and you know, I mean, there's all, there's already a, a record number of absentee ballots that have been requested by voters across right. the state who, right. who presumably we're going to exercise their ability to use one of the existing excuses. And, of course, I, obviously this will dramatically increase the number of absentee ballots uh, for November. It'll be an unprecedented I mean, number. Scott, if I may, I'm just going to be very frank here. I plan to vote absentee. After my experience at, in the with the primary and standing in line and it being so hot and not everybody was wearing a mask, and I, I plan to vote absentee. I love going to the polling place. I love exercising that right, and I love going to the place and, you know, now pushing the touchpad or whatever. But I I believe that this time, I think, for the safety of everybody, that I I think absentee voting, I'm glad that the the Senate and soon-to-be the House will give us that option. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm considering it myself. Uh, I've, yeah. since I turned 18, I have voted in every election that I've had the opportunity to vote yeah. in. And that's no, that's no, I'm not being, I'm not making that up. That's, I've voted right. because that's just. And when I, you were 18, that was how, I mean, God, that was a long time ago. Did they well, have a, did they have the mail service <laughs> then or did you take it by horseback? I will tell you the first election that I got to vote in was the, November general election that pitted Vice President George Bush, George H.W. Bush against, uh, was it Walter Mond? No, not Walter Mondale. Who ran in? Oh, a Dukakis, Michael Dukakis. Oh, so wow. That was, okay. Uh, that the was old the tank. first. Yeah. <laughs> the tank commander. The tank. Um, that was the first election that uh, I got a chance to vote in. So I'll let Just you set the record how long straight. Ago that I, I did not vote in that election. No, I'm not old enough. <laughs> so, and, and, and Casey, I had, I punched, I used a punch card system where you take the okay. stylus and you, and you punch the hole. Uh, it was a, it was a butterfly ballot where you had like a punch, hanging chat or yeah, well, it had that potential, but you know, yeah, those of us vo- voting at the Tiger Bowl precinct knew how to punch mm-hmm. all the way through the card, you know, so right. no, right. no, no impregnated chads or hanging yeah, chads hanging or anything chads. like that. So, yes. Um, so, real before, so that was what they did last week, and they they did their that business about absentee voting, and then they went home. They plan to come back next week, September fifteenth. They plan to take up several different things while they're they're here for only two weeks, which would amount to six legislative days. 
So, Scott, give everybody a little taste of what, you know, well, I don't really think we, – we could hit on the big one of what we expect them to take up when they come back. Yeah, two things that we're really paying attention to and, and continuing to work, uh, House Bill 4431, which is the business license right. tax bill that God, aren't I was – tired ha- of hearing about that? Yeah, I was I was having conversations and uh, putting the finishing touches on some amendment language that uh, we've been working on with the business interests uh, as late as last week. That yeah. bill hopefully is going to find its way onto a Senate Finance Committee agenda so that between now and uh, next week when the General Assembly comes back so that we can hopefully take that bill up I would love to see it come out onto the Senate floor on the 15th, uh, mm-hmm. on the very first day of the session, because if it doesn't, then it's possible that it's going to get hung in behind a number of other uh, issues that the Senate's right. going to take up. Santi Cooper, of course, coronavirus, what else? Yep. What else do yep. we expect? A possible, um, another continuing resolution possibly to yep. deal with the current budget or the yep. current budget. I think they're still talking about what they want to do with that. I mean, there six legis six legislative days is just not that much. It's not that's especially not, that's not that many days. Especially when you consider the amount of time that they spend on doing non business type things like introductions Introduction. and points of personal interest and speeches right. and And I I'll mean, tell they, you what, Scott, this will be what you just reminded me of all that. I, this will be very interesting and I don't this is my 20th session, I want to say, or 19th session that I've worked, maybe. And I don't remember, and this, I mean, I, just because I don't remember, that I mean, it didn't happen. I just can't remember a time where there's been so many big issues on the, on the plate, ready to serve this close to an election where all the Senate and the House members are up for re-election. And anybody who has November opposition, you know their challengers are watching them like a hawk how they vote in this September session. Well, no question about it. And of course, you know, we've we've not faced such a such a circumstance right. like we did when the session was interrupted the way it was. I, you know, right. I would if if we concluded a regular session like normal, then we wouldn't have the number of weighty issues hanging out there that's unresolved right. like we like we will this time. But but that's that's where we find ourselves. So we're we're hoping to get that business license bill out onto the Senate floor and we've not encountered or we've not heard of hardly any complaints or, or problems with it. We have uh we think we've we've gotten we've we've taken care of any of the issues from uh, senators who might have some small objection to it. So if we can get it out on the floor, we think we can get that bill passed into law. And, and importantly, and we've been asked about this a couple of times by business license officials and others mm-hmm. across the state. Hey, when is this thing going to go to go into effect? Because the way it was, the way it is written right now, it's supposed to go into effect January 1 of 2021. Well, everybody, including the business community, understands and recognizes that that's, that would not be that's not feasible to to get everybody converted. Right. So right. one important change that we want to make is the making the effective date of the bill January the 1st of 2022. So that will right. give us a little more than a year if they pass it in September and the governor assigns it. That'll give us a little more than a year 
to get everybody converted over to the standardization that the bill calls for. Mm-hmm. So that's business license. The other thing that we're that's paying attention one. to, that's number yep. one. The other thing that we're working on, and uh, Melissa Harrell on our staff has been shepherding this bill, is Senate Bill 217. This is the bill that would allow cities and towns to use local hospitality tax for flooding and drainage issues. That bill uh, got a uh, a House Ways and Means subcommittee hearing last week. Right. And they so all through we're, the Senate earlier, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, in 19, yeah. Yep, yeah, it went like grease lightning through the Senate. Yep. Uh, got got hung up in the House this year, but we're we're hoping we can get the, get that bill passed as well. And of course, only bills that have passed one chamber or the other is right. eligible to be taken right. up. So that's why if you're thinking about a bill that's still in the a House bill that's still in the House or a Senate bill that's still in the Senate. Right. Those they aren't those are dead. Those yeah, they're right. they're not going to take right. those up. They can't. So those right. bills are dead. You'll have to refile next year. Right. Which at the end now that at, when with the end of the September session, we've got the end of a two year cycle and everything will start anew. And we've talked about that a lot in the regional um, advocacy meetings about how they'll you know with new representatives we'll have new committees, uh, new committee members, and you know possibly. I, I've heard a lot of rumors, you know, this is the time of the year that everybody starts to say, well, I might do this, or I might run for this chairman, or I might run for this leadership post. So it's always fine to listen to the rumors and talk about them, and then it ends up being the same um, when well, everybody comes back. So. You know, you, you mentioned the, the, the election politics that will be at play, or, oh, gosh, or that could yes. be at play. Expect a lot of posturing in oh, the House and the Senate next week the and the week after. delivered yes. from the well with the photographers up in the balcony yep. will be amazing. And and we saw some a little bit of that last week when the Senate convened. Yep. We had a, a, yep. a number of Democrats who, who were legitimately trying to offer amendments to right. the, uh, the absentee voting bill. I mean, they were legitimately trying to offer amendments, but they also knew – as all well and good, they also knew that those amendments had no chance of passing because of right. because of them being the minority party. But but they still, you know, you got to make the effort uh, and and voice the concerns of your constituents and and do what you were sent to Columbia to do. And it was it was also um, it was also pretty obvious because several senators said it that the deal had already been cut prior to the session. So right, right. they several senators said, "Well, I didn't know about the deal, but apparently it already been cut." So the way it the way that uh, amendment flew through, the one that they wanted, it was pretty obvious. But you know, that's the that's the name of the game. Well, that's yeah, that's you know that's how our system works. That's how politics <laughs> works. Right. And right. so you know you 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 can only play the game, play the hand that you're dealt, and know that someday. Perhaps you're going to be the dealer, or your party will That's be the exactly dealer. Right. So, and you'll play the exact same game. So, I mean, with every, listen, know. everybody plays the game. You can't don't hate the player, hate the game. You That's just right. can't. You you just have to. You play it to get things done. Exactly. Exactly. And, there's, and there's, so, a, there's a saying that I cannot say on this podcast because I know that our able producer will edit me out. Well, this but, is a family friendly show. It is. So I'm not going to say it, but. There is something to the effect of, you know, you may be working with somebody today and you may be working against them tomorrow. So you just right. never know. It's just you're playing the game. 
So forty four thirty one and two seventeen. Yep. We're going to be yep. watching. We're going to be watching those when they come back next week, and we will have uh, domes those weeks to give everybody updates on what's going on. We'll have the podcast going on. Don't forget to look in UU um, Uptown Update for updates. And if we need to, if something is late breaking, then we'll always send you an email or a text and let you know if something is very important. We will send out an email for you to call in um, to a conference call. We are we are we have worked hard to set both of these bills up for an easy pass. So we, yeah. we hope that that's the path that they take. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess to that, Casey, especially if we need your help, uh, we really need you, need you to pay attention, particularly with the business license bill. We we still got some some people out there who are working very hard on behalf of some interests, uh, some some groups that have an interest in the bill and making some. Pretty making changes to it, making amendments to it that the business interests and the municipal association on behalf of cities and towns, we are not interested in making any more changes to the bill that have already been proposed and agreed upon by those groups. But there is, there are, there is a group of uh, businesses out there that are working to make other changes to it that if they are somehow able to get those changes, then it will fracture this very fragile coalition that we have yeah. put together. And so if if we need your help, then uh, please be prepared to uh, to reach out to whomever we, we ask you if we do uh, have to reach out to you next week if, if something happens. Hopefully nothing's going to happen. Right. Uh, Just pay but, attention to email. Yeah. That is the quickest and biggest way that we can get out notice. Um, of course, you know, we have phone, cell phone numbers of some, so we can, yeah. you know, email, text, call, call town hall. If we need you, we will find you. You can be sure about that. That's right. Scott, anything else for the good of the group? Well, I hope that, I hope that everybody had a good, safe, masked Labor Day weekend yeah. and this distance. past weekend and, and you stayed distanced. But if yeah. you didn't, I would encourage you to stay masked and yeah. socially distanced and just do what we got to do to get our percent positive rate yeah. down. Uh, that's the only way we're going to get back to any semblance of normal. And if you're yeah, jurisdiction. We can't let Labor Day, yeah, we can't let this past weekend take us back to where we were in July. And, and if your jurisdiction has passed a mask ordinance that is, uh, was an emergency ordinance and is set to expire, I would encourage you to adopt a regular ordinance, two readings, six days apart, that w- would expire at the, at the same time as the state of emergency that the governor has, uh, has in place. Uh, I think that, that way you don't have to keep going back to your mask ordinance. And right. having uh, these debates over the efficacy of them, I think that the right. DHEC data have shown that they work, um, yeah. despite you know some of the some of the other evidence that people want to cite that say they don't work. They do work. They are working. Guys, the data the, show the ma- masks are uh, it's for public health, not politics. 
that's well, that's what it should be for. I have I have so, to keep say you know we I, I wear a mask to protect my mom and dad and to protect my friends who are immunocompromised. It's just it's what we have to do right now. But you know this too shall pass, yep. and it will be it'll be okay. Yep. Everybody knows that you can get in touch with us through email, text message, cell phone, office phone. We are available and. We will be keeping you updated as the legislature returns for a couple weeks to take on two of our big issues and other issues around the state. And I know everybody is also following CARES Act money distribution, the rest of the CARES Act money distribution. We will give you updates on that um, as we as they happen. So just follow on Twitter, check your email, watch for any um, other updates from us and as always we thank our loyal five listeners who always tune in to hear the legislative updates from city quick connect stay masked stay healthy keep your hands clean socially distanced and take care of yourselves thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time the city quick connect podcast is one of several ways the municipal association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.